Hey guys, welcome back to Love on the Line. We are so excited to be with you for another Monday episode. I'm Phoebs. And it's Tam. We're keen to be back in your ears this week with another hot topic. But before we get into that, I thought as a little icebreaker, maybe just let everyone know how our weeks went. We could describe our weeks with a song. So if your week was a song, what song would that be? I forgot to take my Invisalign out. No, I'm just going to include it. Here's some ASMR for the viewers. Not the, not the Invisalign slurp. I'm, <laughs> that's traumatic. I just got new trays as well. So they're like moving and grooving and it's killing me. <laughs> they're so tight. I had elastics in my Invisalign. Oh, how did, what? So they'd have little like, I don't know, little like holes, I guess, near the molars. And I'd have to loop it through. And like sometimes they'd snap and my whole like mouth would just like, oh, it was awful. I felt like a crocodile. Oh, I don't love that. Sorry. What was your icebreaker? (laughs) Anyway, my icebreaker, if our week was a song, like a song title, what, what, what would your week be? Um, mine would probably be Here's to Never Growing Up by Avril Lavigne because, was that yours? It wasn't mine, but it was right above the song I was going to say in my playlist. How funny. Because like uni's really back, like it's really back. And like, I've been good at, um, using my diary and everything. And every time I go to write in it and that I have another thing to do, I'm like, oh, I just want to be a child. Like being an adult is so much. And then like I put in like, oh, just spent $400 today. Guess I can't go out for coffee or breakfast on Sunday. It's actually so true. Like when I look at all the kids at work and I'm like, they're crying over like literal spilt milk. And I'm like, babe, I wish that was my biggest issue right now. It's so true. Um, I think mine would be, that's so funny. Yours is literally right above mine in my playlist, but you'll always find your way back home from Hannah Montana. (laughs) Oh my Lord. Why is it this? Because it's actually kind of a cute meaning because, um, as we were talking about like last week, I've been going really well at like really trusting God and just finding it very easy to trust God. But this week I've been finding a lot harder. And then I just kind of think there's always that reminder that like, I'll always find my way back with God. Like we've got a very prodigal son relationship, me and him. (laughs) Whereas like I always am like, oh, see you later. I can do this by myself. And I figure out I can't. So I feel like in a faith way, that's very much how my week has been. Well, that's cute. At least yours is cute. (laughs) We love that. Um, We hope that your week has been so much better than our songs. Like those are all right songs, but we hope yours is like happy or like, I don't know. Let's get ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Like, just pump it up songs. We hope you're having a great week is what I'm trying to say. And that you enjoyed our episode last week. I definitely enjoyed recording it. It was super fun. And we're also nearly at 1,000 streams. So I'm so looking forward to that day. We love chatting to you guys. It's so exciting. Like, it's just so fun to, like, see our stats. And we've had so many, like, beautiful people come up and, like, congratulate us on it and it's been really sweet so um yeah thank you for every like encouragement and feedback and like we love when people tell us like stuff they'd love to hear like that's and we've tried really hard to incorporate that as well yeah we're just super grateful for you guys okay I know I'm changing topics really quick but this would have come out a week ago things are happening in the world Sarah's day just had her baby oh my gosh so excited don't know the name yet but I really wanted to talk about again episode will be out next week so it's a week later 
The maths explosion. Phoebes was just watching it before. Did you get to the part? I don't think so because I wasn't that shook by what happened. So I got to the bit. What's her name? Not Tamara and that little man. (gasps) Little man. Oh my gosh. Brent is so sweet. That's so rude. (laughs) No, he's beautiful. But he's just like little. Like I was just like, okay, short king. Love. Anyway. So I got up to that bit where she's like, I don't have feelings for you. And I was like, clearly this is not the drama I was expecting. But I was like, I'm seeing Tam. We're recording the pod. I've got to catch up on last night's episode. But what is the big explosion? Okay. Do you want me to ruin it for you? Yeah. Okay. So Dominica. No, not Dominica. That's another spoiler. Ah! That's another spoiler that I'm going to give out on the pod because it would have came out a week later. But Carolina, the little feisty Latino, um, she walks into the commitment ceremony with the, the guy that she's been cheating with <gasps> with Daniel and I kid you not little Dion my little gumdrop his face just dropped no yeah and they walked back in they expected to be put back into the experiment and all of the contestants were like no nah, we're having none of this they all walk out they're like this isn't what maths is like they walk out, then the judges are like, okay, the judges are like, we had no idea that this was happening. And they show like, guys, we need to pause. They need to get mic'd and everything. I'm like, oh, come on. Um, but essentially the judges were like, hell to the nah. Like, you're not coming back into this experiment if you cheated. Because it's happened before on maths, right? But Daniel left the experiment. So, yeah, it was, it was a hot mess. And then now there's like a cheating scandal of a wife sending a nude to another contestant. Yeah. Yeah. Drama central. Okay. I love that about the judges though. Like I'm glad they went like, yeah, like, cause it would be good content if they got to stay on the show and that would get the ratings up. But the fact that they're like, no, like this isn't what maths is. People with integrity like should stay. So that's actually really cool. I like that. Yeah, it was good. I was hoping that they weren't going to let them stay because then it's like, well, if I was a contestant, I'd be like, why am I even here? Like, this is just for like more for TV than I thought. Exactly, because the first few years was very, like, it felt a lot more real than it has in the last few years. So that's good. I like that. Also, wanted to bring up, we recommended, or you recommended, the show called Murderville on Netflix. I did not like it. Me either. I, I was watching it. We watched the um, Penrith Manly game, which we won. So super happy about it. Sorry, Harry. But um, we watched Murderville afterwards. And I was really disappointed. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought I was going to be like laughing in stitches. I'll be like super invested in the plot. But it was like stupid comedy. Like, I don't know. I, I like stupid comedy, but I didn't like it. So don't watch it. <laughs> no, me either. Like we watched Conan's episode and I was like kind of like in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, that it's funny. But then I was also like, mm, bit average. Yeah, like there's like in your head, we're like, oh, yeah, that's good. But then there's like cackling out loud. I'm like, that's when it's a good peak humor. Sorry for that recommendation, guys. We flopped with that one. <laughs> Do you reckon you know or have like an idea of what Sarah's Day is going to name her baby? Well, okay. I don't even know what Sarah's Day looks like. I have... Okay, I'm not an influencer gal. I literally... All, the only person I... The only celebrity I follow on Instagram is called Ruth Langsford. No one is going to know who that is. She's this like minor English celebrity. She's like 57. Absolute queen. I love her. She's like a journalist. <laughs> She's the only celebrity I follow on Instagram. So I have, I have zero clue. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I didn't know that. 
That's so funny. You follow a 57-year-old English lady. Well, she's just, she's so glamorous, but so funny. Like, I'm just, I'll show you her Instagram later. I love her. Everyone go follow Ruth. She's my, like, celeb crush. I love her. That is so funny. Well, anyway, I follow Sarah's day. I will show you what she looks like. She's gorgeous. Um, She's like a Cronulla mom. Like, she's... Little petite lady. They've got this beautiful, beautiful McMansion that they've built. Son called Fox. He's got long surfer, wavy hair kind of vibes. Like they're like dream Aussie family kind of vibes. Anyway, so there was like a lot of debate around what's like – because she said that there's something kind of wrong with the baby, like medically that we don't know about, that she like wasn't going to disclose. So everyone was like on edge about having the baby. And then she had the baby and she was like playing worship music on the way there it was very cute but i think it's gonna be her son's name is fox ocean so i think the other son is gonna be called like dandelion i don't know like it's gonna be something absurd talk about baby names every episode now but it's true like it's like i reckon it'll be something indie and unique for sure fox ocean Oh, I like Fox Ocean. I think if you see him, he's so cute. Imagine him trying to apply to be your lawyer to represent you. I'm not going to be like, yes, I want Fox Ocean representing me. True. But imagine him like hitting on you in a bar. Like, hey, like I'm Fox Ocean. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, show me your ID. I don't believe you. And then he whips it out. Also, speaking of which. That's my fault. I went there. I went there. Please move on quickly. <laughs> we're a Jesus loving podcast. I'm not even going to move on with my story. Let's just go into the topic now. I mean, we're there. So we I think let's, let's cross the line. That was such a lame way to introduce our topic for this week. But essentially, we are doing our episode, as you know, called Where's the Line? On Love on the Line. Yes, we are both very kind of passionate, I guess, about this topic and this conversation point um pretty much the whole reason this podcast started but especially this episode is because tam and i are very passionate about bringing light to issues and being vulnerable issues that just blatantly are ignored in the church which a lot of people are experiencing or struggling or going through so that's why we want to bring light to these topics but at the same time tam and i both like teachers in training at the moment and so even though we want to be as vulnerable and as open and honest as we can be we are going to have to censor ourselves in certain ways in certain areas um because blatantly we won't get jobs (laughs) or um it'll be more scrutinized and so but we also want to say we're so open to you know, if anyone has any questions or wants a real honest deep chat, Tam and I are 100% down. So if you want to get coffee with us, you want to send us a DM, like we will answer any question you have. Like we're very, very open. Um, But just in regards to this public setting, we're going to be as open and vulnerable as we can. But we just wanted to really um, emphasize that before we get into things and you're wondering, well, why aren't they talking in depth about that? Yeah, I think I'm excited because we're getting into like the nitty gritty of what we actually want our podcast to be and like removing the shame culture of these topics because I'm not going to church on a Sunday and they're not preaching about where's the line and dating and sex like that just at least for my church doesn't get spoken about enough and like it does in like maybe smaller contexts but that's not reaching everyone and so yeah I think I'm excited to just rip off the band-aid talk about the like gross uncomfortable stuff but then also like I would have loved to have heard this stuff years ago to be like oh like 
it's okay. And definitely like send us a message because like we're all 20 something gals. So like, I'm sure we've all had similar experiences and questions and just like stuff up. So yeah. And also just to know that like things you're going through and things you're struggling with are actually normal and like experienced by so many people because the first times like we spoke about certain things we're struggling with, I was like, Oh my goodness, it's not just me. And that's the whole point is that sin is experienced by everybody, but also just like temptation and the world we're all going through it. And so it is a bit ridiculous that we don't hear it enough and it's not preached on enough, but hopefully we can start some conversation somehow. And I also think one of the things, like obviously we're going to be talking about sex and all that jazz. Let's talk about sex, baby. I need to stop singing on the podcast. Anyway, we're going to be talking about these topics. And I also just want to address first and foremost, like we're not saying that these things aren't good. And that's something that's missed at church all the time. Like Everyone just says the world is so bad. Like you'll hear Christians be like, oh, we can't live in the world. We can't live in the world. Okay, great. But like, let's talk about the thing before where the world is so fun and so satisfying and so good in the moment that we forget about the second half of we shouldn't be in the world. So yeah, we just want to address that, you know, things in the world, we understand the satisfying and the gratifying acts that happen, but we also just know from experiences and friends of friends that like at the end of the day it's not the best for you but we're not discrediting that sex is um, good and like good relationships are good but in certain contexts while we love sharing our lives and chatting about these topics with you guys we want to make it super clear that we are not experts nor your personal psychologist and anything discussed is purely our experience and are not claimed to be absolute fact but rather our opinion We are super passionate about bringing light to these conversations as we believe in the power of vulnerability. Yeah, so this week I reached out to some friends um, because I knew this episode was coming up just to kind of see if there were any differing opinions because I think it is a very subjective thing of where people think the line is and it all comes from life experience and um, personal opinions and whatever. And so one friend was talking about how um, it is very subjective and it's different for each person. Um, And it depends on what you've gone through. What are your thoughts on that, Phoebes? I think there has to be an objective truth from God of what is best for us in regards to... Because I think the whole thing about like sex before marriage and that whole concept, I think is just God wanting the best for us and sex outside of marriage or with more than one partner isn't the best for us I think each person applies it differently but I think God does actually give one objective truth yeah so we're talking about where's the line at the moment in a Christian setting right so like your friend thinks that maybe it's season by season and where you are in life which I can understand the idea behind that I just think okay There have been seasons in my life where I'm actually quite far away from God. So where I think that line is, is very different to where I think it is now. And so I just think if we put ourselves in the situation where we think, oh, it's like, meet me where I'm at. The line will meet me where I'm at. That line actually doesn't stay a line. You're like running a little squiggly race and it's like playing Mr. Squiggle of my morals. Like we need to have, like, we've got God for a reason. We've got the Bible. We've got the word. Let's stick to that. 
let's understand the chaos and have grace for ourselves. But like, I do think there needs to be a solid line for Christians. I don't think it can be where we are, which is harsh, but I, that's what I think at least. What do you think that line is? Okay. So I'm still wrapping my head around it and I'll be honest, like the, the line has been blurred for me before. Like the, where the line is now and where it was before is different. Um, I think, you know, oh, there's so many different things on it because like lust is a sin. And so lust is arousal. And so I'm like, dang, like sometimes I look at a fine ass man in the street and I'm like, oh, lust. Um, so I'm like, oh, like that's not good. But if I was in a relationship, I would say the line for me is where I know that I'm feeling more than is appropriate where it's more than like affection and it becomes sexual attraction, which is hard because I think that changes on a daily basis. But my, my line is still very much sexual intimacy can't happen until marriage, which is very hard to adhere to. But I think, yeah, how I'm feeling and where that sexual attraction comes in will differ each day. Cause we could be holding hands and I'm like, Oh, why am I turned on? <laughs> or like, it could be more for some people because, you know, some people's um, love language isn't physical touch. So for me, when my love language is physical touch, like I love holding hands, my love language is different to yours. So like our feelings might be different in the moment kind of thing. You throughout our whole lives, like there probably is an answer that it should just be in one thing. But yeah, I think about some people I know that are like, oh, well, I'm doing it by myself, if you know what I mean. So that's not a sin because I'm not engaging sexually with another person before marriage. But I'm like, oh, but like you were saying, lust is still a thing and that is still being engaged in in those situations 95% of the time. Um, But you're right, like it's so different for people's different sex drives. And um, like I know some couples that's like one partner has literally no libido whatsoever (laughs) and the other one is just like at the other end of the spectrum. So that's really hard to navigate and it is like I understand what this person's saying in regards to it is different for everyone but I think there's still a I don't know like I don't know if there is one line that's like you do not go past these certain bases for example but I don't know. Yeah I think in a Christian setting there is the one firm line of no sex before marriage. <laughs> Then I also think, okay, well, sex isn't just all the way. And like there there are other forms of sex. So that's something that I've also been thinking about. So I'm like, well, the Bible is quite strong. Like it says in Hebrews 13 verse 4, let marriage be held in honor among all and let marriage be undeified for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. So that's one of the verses that are just telling us like God tells us to wait and to not have sex before marriage. Well, if God has designed sex to be done between a married couple, essentially the reason God designs sex to be done in marriage is because you're only meant to have sex with one person for your entire life. So yes, it might not be like people argue that, oh, well, I actually don't have to wait till I'm married because I know I'm going to marry this person. And it's like, but you don't. So it's safer to wait until you have that ring, you have that paper to know that that is your one person. Anyway, so I guess to be sexually immoral is to have sex outside of the confinements of marriage. Yeah, for sure. And I think 
the idea of, you know, we're Christians and even the idea of just like one person is like, oh, like, not that it's a bad thing. It's just like, oh, that's just, it's just like one person. And like for people who aren't Christian, they're like, are you kidding? Like, what about like try before you buy? Like, and I understand it. But in the same sense, the Bible tells us and, you know, we're Bible believing Christians that like um, we need to not be like the world and not indulge in sexual immorality. So not indulge in acts of sex that aren't for a marriage and purely for us. I think like... We're not saying sex is bad, but it actually is bad for you if you're not having it with someone who is your partner for life. And um, there are like science behind that and we'll go through that. Um, But the one that I want to talk about is Romans 12 verse 2, which is very common. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, yada, yada, yada right? The main part is do not be conformed to this world. And it's hard to not conform in sexual ways to the world when like our world is so hyper fixated on sex. And so like naturally our sex drives are always stimulated. Um, So it's hard and it's a challenge, but like life isn't easy as a Christian, like we're called to be different. So I think it's good to have that firm line as harsh as it is so that even when you mess up, there's grace, but like, you know, what you're striving for. What about if you're not in a relationship, you're a Christian dating. That's a different ball game. Friggin' tell me about it. I'm so over it. My childhood best friend isn't a Christian. And so it's interesting kind of comparing her navigation through like sex and like dating as an adult compared to my Christian friends. And just seeing how like, Often my Christian friends are actually more sexually immoral than she is or her friends are. And I think it's, we just know that we're not of the world and that there's so much more for us than this and what we are dealing with now. But for some reason, I think we just, because shame is coding us so much more, we kind of binge sin, if that makes sense. At least that's what people I know have experienced. Like, Rather than my friend who was actually like quite steady and quite chill with all this kind of stuff. Like she's not doing anything awful or to one extreme. Um, But it's interesting. A lot of like people I know that are like Christian leaders are actually just like going full steam ahead in so many different areas. And I'm like, it's just so interesting to see. But I think it comes from that extra pressure and shame where it's like, oh, I know what I should be doing. But if your heart's not in it and in that right place and being fed, you're not going to want to do that. It's kind of like the when someone puts big red tape and it's like, do not touch. And you're like, well, I'm going to touch the box anyway. But I agree that it is a heart thing and it's a conviction thing. So at church on Sunday, I literally just went up to my friends and I was like, hey, how's your week been? Blah, blah, blah where's the line for you? And they were like, um, okay, what? Like even that people were uncomfortable about. I was like, oh, okay. Anyway. Um, so one of my friends said it was actually the wrong question to ask. And I was like, okay, like that's the title of my episode. What do you mean? It's the wrong question. And she's like, because you're kind of inferring how close you can get to sin without it being sin. So I was like, oh, that's actually really true because I think sometimes we define the line ourselves and don't have God define the line. But she was saying her 
line essentially um is the gut feeling the intuition and you'll just know because like you kind of start feeling guilty but you only start feeling guilty or like making up excuses if you've got that conviction and so it's a heart issue for sure like it's not even a head issue because as christians we know what the word says and we hear about the word but it's such a heart issue of like if i'm not convicted to stop what i'm doing with my partner right now like do I have a line? Like, am I looking for a line? Am I aware that there's a line? Exactly. I think that's such like spirit conviction um, in those moments of like, it also can be like, we're obviously talking about in the confinements of a consensual relationship. Obviously if it's not, and that's like fear or like, we're not talking about that with, this is in regards to like consensual relationship, but um, yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, I was talking to a couple of people and this is something that I was like, well, that's a really good point. Um, and she said, when you have to start to question it, you've crossed the line or like you're on the line. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a really good point. Like if you're not even thinking about it and it's not even crossing your mind, you're probably doing the right thing or for you or you're not crossing those boundaries. But, and I think that comes into a lot of different areas as well. Yeah. And can I just say like, a hard truth with love to all of our listeners. If you are a Christian, hookup culture has no place on that line or on that race to the line at all. Can we talk about it? Because I think it's so common in Christians and no one's talking about it. It's really hard. Like, yeah, I mean, we've all been there. Like, we've all been freshly 18. We'll go to feeds and like, you know what I mean? Like, let's talk about it and remove the little blanket of like hookup culture happens. It's just, I really think it's one of those things where it's like cold Turkey. I'm not going to hook up with people at a club. I'm not going to message this guy on Tinder or Bumble. I'm not going to hook up with my friend. Like, okay, I get where you're coming from. You want that gratification, but there's actually just no place for it. And we've both learned that the hard way, like nothing good ever comes from hookup culture. And so as hard as that truth is, like just like avoid it like the plague. A hundred percent. Like there's so many people I know that have been um, in situationships, another big word with a guy and he's like, okay, like we'll just keep hanging out and having fun, but let's keep this between us because I don't want to put a label on things. I don't want people to find out just yet until we're both a hundred percent sure. Like, shut up. You just want physical gratification from me and that's it. And you just want to do it in secret because you're shameful because you know, it's wrong. Um, and we know so many people that have been through those situations. Um, but also like we were saying, it's instant gratification And even though, yeah, like you said, the cold turkey thing, I agree, but I think that's not possible until you 100% want that. Because I've been in that situation so many times where I've been like, okay, next weekend, I'm not going out anymore. I'm not getting drunk anymore. I'm not going to hook up with whoever I see or an ex-boyfriend or whatever. But then I set these unachievable expectations on myself that my heart isn't ready to reach yet I stayed in those situationships because I had zero self-worth and I was receiving that affirmation but recently like in the last few months I'm still trying to give grace to myself because we're humans we change all the time who knows where I'm going to be in six months but I've felt a genuine heart shift and that's why I haven't been indulging in those old coping mechanisms anymore it's because I have genuinely not wanted to, but I think it's 
way too hard to put those expectations on yourself um, to just go cold turkey and stop when you're actually not ready for it. I could not agree with that more. I think even taking it a step further of you're not wanting to do that, I think something that comes back into my mind um, is your why needs to be greater than your want. For example, you'd be like, I want to stop hooking up with people. That's good, okay? But fundamentally, why do you want to stop doing that? You want to stop doing that if you're a Christian because you know it's wrong. It's not pleasing to God. Two, you're not being a light to anyone around you. And I'm telling you, like, there are so many Christians who I see hooking up in the club. I'm like, oh, man, like, are we building the kingdom right here? And it's hard. I get it. We've all been there. But your why and who you want to be as a person, who you want other people to see is actually going to impact you more than, oh, I don't want to hook up at a club this weekend. When you go out this weekend, be like, I'm not going to hook up with someone because I'm a Christian. I'm not going to hook up with someone because I want my friends to see that I can still go out and have fun without getting physical kind of thing. And own it. Like it's so hard, but also we absolutely back do your research, but also have a phenomenal it all comes back to who you surround yourself with as well. Because if you're surrounding yourself with people that either aren't Christian or don't hold those same values, um, they're just going to keep enabling you to do that kind of stuff that if you genuinely don't want to do it, it's going to make it so much harder. I had a friend who, um, when I was still struggling with this kind of stuff last year, um, I came to her and I was like, I just feel so much shame and like guilt about everything I do and I want to stop, but like I can't, I just don't know what to do. And she said, instead of saying, stop doing it, just don't go out, just like, don't drink anymore, blah, blah, blah. She was like, I wonder what it'd be like if you just kept living your life the way you're living it right now, but with grace. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm just doing the wrong thing. (laughs) I should just stop doing this. And she was like, no, like, just keep doing what you're doing, but just enjoy like the gift of grace and just like do it with God. And I think that is the best and most loving advice I've ever received with that. What does that mean, doing it with grace? It's kind of like grace came for a reason. So if people don't know what grace is, actually, that's probably best to describe it. When um, Jesus died on the cross um, for taking on the weight of every sin in humanity that we've all done, um, we in return receive this gift of grace, which is essentially our plate, would you say, was washed clean? Yeah, there's an acronym for it that my um, leader told me in youth. So God's riches at Christ's expense. So God's riches, you get the kingdom, you get his promises, all of that. So a little acronym. Exactly. So we get um, just an incredible relationship with God. We get to go to heaven, get to do all that fun stuff just by having a relationship with God and trying to live our best life with him. Um, so just really not entering that shame headspace and not entering that guilt headspace is how I um, received that advice. And so I was still going out, I was still doing that thing, but I was like, okay, this does not mean that God hates me and I'm the worst human ever and that God doesn't love me anymore. Um, but it just means it's something that I need God to be with me through. And honestly, after that is actually when I stopped wanting to do all the worldly things yeah because that's your why right so like your why is so powerful but even this is why I'm like oh this is why we do the podcast like this is where the conversation starts 
And then I feel like people can realize, okay, well, maybe like I'm not the only one who struggles with hooking up with people or I'm actually not the only one who is like having sex with my partner but still coming to church on Sunday because these things happen and you're human and you're going to stuff up and these things are good, but they're good for a purpose. And when we abuse that purpose, it gets tricky and you you kind of fall into the trap of like comfortability because you're like, oh, I've done it once. Like, that's fine. But that's why we want to talk about it, because from this, like I'd love to be able to chat to someone and just be like, okay, so I know you're struggling with this. Next time we go out, I'm going to look out for you. I'm not going to tell you don't ever do this again. Like you're a horrible person. I'll just be like, okay, like next time we go out, like, and I see you just like walking towards a guy, I'll just redirect and say, Hey, do you want to come to the bathroom or something? Like let's put actual strategies in place so that we can help our friends and like be accountable and remain just, I don't know, just remain together because better together always. Accountability is such a Christian word (laughs) that I think gets misused. Like I think we often ask people to keep us accountable for stuff, but it's like, it's, I don't think it's actually done in the right way 90% of the time. I think accountability needs to be done in a very much more loving way than I think I've experienced it. What ways have you received it? I think I've experienced it in a very like teacher telling off a student way and I felt like I'm in trouble when I have like I've asked someone to keep me accountable for certain things um, but then when they do it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a good place of love and care even though it probably is. I think we just need to be a lot more careful um, in how we approach them because if someone's asking to keep them accountable for something, it's clearly something they're really struggling with um, and they're probably already piling on shame on themselves. So it's kind of like being a good friend. It's like, yeah, hold your mates up, especially when they ask, but do it in a way that is like like we always do, like acknowledge how they're feeling and like, nurture that emotion but also be like yeah but like if you want me to take your phone off you when you're doing this if you want me to steer you away from guys I will but if you tell me not to I'm not gonna do it does that make sense yeah I think you just have to be more soft in how you do it because they are opening their heart to you on the other end of that devil's advocate I think when you ask someone to keep you accountable your heart has to be ready to receive that accountability check because Sometimes I don't take constructive criticism very well at all. And I'm always like, keep me accountable. And then when you tell me, I'm like, you hate me and this is so unfair. Like you have to realize the weight of what you're asking your friend to do as well. It's like when you asked me to keep you accountable for a certain person and then you turned your find my friends off. (laughs) And I was like, this girl (laughs) asked me to keep her accountable. But that's why in that situation, I was like, turn your location on right now. And like, I have to know where you're going. I was like, okay, I'm going to respect that boundary. But like, you told me to do this. I'm going to do it any way I can, but it's up to you as well. Yeah. But also I think there's a great privilege in being asked to hold someone accountable. They're actually trusting you with an issue that they're struggling with. And so if someone has asked you for that, like just pray about it and just, yeah, come at them with grace because they are struggling with it. And also like, If you're a Christian listening to this podcast and you're really struggling with where's the line, like pray, just pray because we can come at you with all of these um, Bible passages and life experience, even though like we're 21, but um, 
we can come at you with all of these things, but it is a heart issue and it's something that you need to go directly to God with. But we're excited that we're actually talking about it and like hopefully you don't feel as much shame as you might have. Definitely. Like I think it's something that, yeah, like you said, you just need to pray about and pray for absolute clarity. Um, And I think if you're in a relationship as well, praying about it together and honoring that together um because a lot of the time I know in most situations it's like the guy is always being like let's go a little bit further with the girlfriend but I also know relationships that it was the other way around and the girl's actually like come on like even like we're getting married in like a month like let's just push it a bit further and he's actually honored that and be like no I honor you I honor this so it's not all on the girls um boys are very much responsible as well and there is hope (laughs) that boys can actually learn to be respectful about that but it's definitely something you guys can work on with your partner but also by yourself and also if you are single establishing that and being very strong strongly founded in that before you enter a relationship is amazing because I'm sure most people know, but like the actual act of sex, whether it be penetration or oral sex, both, the actual act of it, there's science behind it. You're literally chemically bonded to this person. So oxytocin is released, which helps the person bond or the relationship bond. And it plays a critical role in everything. Like when you're being breastfed as a child, oxytocin that's how you bond with your mom but it's also a crucial bonding component in sexual activity not just sex sexual activity erections ejaculations orgasms everything i'm just saying the whole shebang here like when that oxytocin is released it's the bonding chemical and so if you're out here getting jiggy with it with everyone or even you know, if you're going to town by yourself, but you're thinking about someone else and that oxytocin is released, like you're still bonding yourself to that person. And think about it this way. Why on earth should I be bonded to everyone here? Why on earth do I need to be bonded to half of the Hills District? Because there's only so much of yourself you can give away. There's a Mike Todd, um, the pastor representation that he does, where he's like, um, each time you kiss someone, hook up with someone, sleep with someone, whatever you're giving away a piece of you and there's all these people walking around with pieces of you. Like there's going to be a point where there's nothing left. And it's so true. Soul's highs are such a huge thing. And it's not, it, like you said, it doesn't just come the first time you experience penetration. Like sex is that other stuff too. I think we need to talk about like, there's actually not much difference between the stuff before hand stuff, oral sex and penetration. Like I know so many Christians that are like, oh no, we do everything but have sex. I'm like, you are still having sex. Also, I'm not yelling at anyone. I'm preaching to everyone in the room, including myself. It is, I, I used to use that line as well. Can I say that? They're like, oh yeah, everything except. And I'm like, babe, no, that's not it. Um, And so you can still have soul ties, which is what we were talking about, by bonding with someone through that oxytocin. Oxytocin? Sis. Sin. Oh, oxytocin. (gasps) And also soul ties don't just come from when you've had sex with penetration. You can get that. Some people I know have gotten it just from hooking up consistently, like just kissing someone all the time. Other people have gotten it from various degrees of um, sex. But... 
it is soul wrecking because God has created sex to be between two people um, for the rest of their life, just those two. And so, of course, you're going to be bonded with someone and feel this attachment to someone, um, which is why it's so important to just protect your heart. Like some people don't feel that and lucky them. Um, but also it can be so beautiful and treasured when it is done that way and you are so bonded with someone um and sex is a beautiful thing god created it as a gift between a married couple um so god doesn't hate sex (laughs) he is like this is amazing but um is in when it's done in the right way yeah and even our non-christian friends who listen to this like i feel like for you in the conversations i've had with people so it might not apply to everyone but there's no like actual line of like we're not crossing it it's when we're crossing it like the three date rule or like we're not kissing on the first date kind of thing but I also want to say I know there are people out there who are saying no like that friends with benefits I don't have any feelings for him okay great Becky you probably don't have immediate feelings for him but you're always going to have a soft spot for him if Bob is hooking up with another girl in the club I know you're out there thinking oh that used to be me one time like there is that connection, like, you are still bonded to this person, so even though you're walking around saying, oh, nah, like, no feelings for this person, you do, like, it may not be strong, but there is a part of you that has been with that person, and also, just the pure vulnerability of any act of sex, like, this isn't a normal thing to just get completely butt naked and be like, hey, babe, check me out, like, this is a super vulnerable thing, so I think, No matter if you're Christian or not, like, let's look at that. Let's look how vulnerable you're actually being and what you're allowing someone to take from you. It's a huge thing. And I think that's why we need to bring it up more, not just in um, Christians, but also sex is so romanticized and idolized in the world. And so it's kind of like, oh, if you're still a virgin when are you gonna lose it why are you not losing it like I actually know a couple non-christians that don't plan on losing it before marriage or until they're with that person I'm like that's cool um but their reasoning is obviously different than mine but yeah I don't know I just don't think I don't see how someone can sleep with someone or be intimate with someone and not have any connection um that continues throughout a long period of time I'm going to say three types of people in our audience today. There's the people who are Christian and they're not in a relationship. They're going through the dating phase or um, they have hooked up with people. They are hooking up with people. Nothing really serious is happening for them. I think there's going to be people who are in committed relationships and who are Christian. And then I think there's going to be people who aren't Christian And what I'd say to all of those people, no matter what scale you're on, is just go back to your why. Why are you doing these things? And I think if you're happy with just because I want to, I'm going to challenge you to say that that's probably not good enough. Because even if you're not a Christian and you say, oh, I just want to have sex with everyone. Okay, great. Like one, you could get an STI. Go get that checked, babe. But two, like, yeah, we're talking about soul ties here. Like there's science in that. So I think no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, like just because you want to isn't good enough. And we're saying that from a place of love of we want you to be the best people you can be and actually living the best life you can. And that includes like 
just taking a step back and realizing that, oh, my actions and sexual acts have quite an impact on you. Definitely. Like science literally backs it. Sex is a big thing. Um, And yeah, it's quite shallow reasoning to be like, just because I want to. Like sex is huge (laughs) and being intimate with someone is huge. So I think that reflection and really figuring out why, because I think a lot of people actually have very like a lot more deeper reasons for why they do what they do, especially in big issues like that. I think we could genuinely talk about this for years. So we're going to put a cap on it here today, but we've really loved actually getting into this kind of stuff. Like this is the kind of stuff we've always wanted to talk about on here. That's kind of why we started Love on the Line. Um, So we've absolutely loved kind of scratching the surface today. There's so much grace for everyone, so much grace from us for you and so much grace from the Lord for you. And so we just hope that this has been encouraging and challenging. Um, And we'd encourage you to have chats with your Christian friends, non-Christian friends about this um, and figure out your why. But that's all for this week, guys. We love you so much. We can't wait to be chatting with you next week. Have a good one. Bye.